are ticking down the clock on today's trading session on Wall Street. Big money is certainly moving around in the market. It's a day in which the Dow Industrial struck 22,000 for the first time, a level, a number, or something more significant. Let's bring in John Trainer, Chief Investment Officer at People's United Wealth Management, $8 billion in assets under management. John joining us uh, on the phone in New York. Hi, John. Uh, Dow 22,000, does that mean anything to you? You know, it, it, the number doesn't mean anything, but I, I can tell you it, it means a lot to, uh, to our clients. Uh, they've been a little nervous uh, this year with what's gone on in Washington and, and some of the other uh, issues out there. So seeing the market continue to climb, I know will be, uh, will be a, shot in, uh, a shot of confidence in their arms. So it's a, it's a good number for our clients. Is it a shot of confidence in your arm, especially considering some of the valuations <laughs> that are out there? Well, we are concerned. We actually took a little bit off the table in the U.S. We decreased our exposure to the U.S. and actually increased it internationally just because the U.S. is a little more expensive than, uh, than we're comfortable with. But we still like stocks in general. We're overweight equities in our portfolios, but took a little bit off the table in the U.S. for the, you know, the valuation reasons you just cited. Taking it off the table, where did you take it off the table? Was it in some of the, the tech names that have run up or what? You know, we took it across across the board in our domestic names and primarily, uh, you know, sort of the S&P 500 type names. Uh, you know, the mid-cap and small-cap are a little more uh, attractively valued for us. So we're, we're concerned just about the large-cap space. So it was in our uh, the large-cap sector of the portfolios that we really were uh, focused on. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. so it took a little bit of uh, U.S. money off the table. Where did you put it, or are you just holding on to cash for the moment? No, we actually put it to work. We've been underweight since 2011 in, uh, in the international markets. So we just uh, took that money from the U.S. and we went to developed markets internationally, uh, primarily Europe. Uh, that uh, we like what's going on there. Number for two reasons. Number one, from a political standpoint, the the, uh, the the issues that we were wrestling with just 12 months ago seem to have the worst is over. And then the fact that the ECB and the uh, the Fed are moving from a, a divergent strategy where one was increasing and one was staying flat. The fact that the ECB will also be uh, slowly, they've indicated that they will also be starting to raise rates and move away from QE. That gives us a little confidence that, that they think their economy is on good footing. Um, three names that you shared are sharing with us uh, and passed along that you like. Novartis is one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, the ADRs, if I look at them here in the United States, they're up about 17%. Nice dividend, 3.2%. Big drug maker. Uh, you know, when it comes to drug makers, it's all about their pipeline, to be quite I honest. Know. It's as simple as that for the most part. Absolutely. Uh, you, you like the Novartis pipeline? What specifically? We, we like their, well, primarily the oncology pipeline, but if, if, uh, if investors take a look at that stock over the last three or four years, the stock right now is back to where it was uh, back at the end of 2013. Um, they had a big uh, expiration of a patent uh, that has uh, slowed down sales, so their new drug pipeline is finally coming out, so the stock has really started to move up, but it hasn't really done a lot over the last three or four years, so we like the fact that, you know, we, we think that you're, you're seeing a recovery in this stock, and uh, it's got more room to grow. Absolutely. Um, Oracle, uh, you like that one as well. 
Yeah, Oracle is one that uh, that we've owned for a little while now. Uh, basically, you know, they've got such a great franchise, but they were slow to the game in the whole cloud computing area. Right. And the latest earnings reports have told us we we had we had a high degree of confidence, but the latest earnings reports have told us that it looks like they're finally gaining some momentum in the cloud. And we think Oracle has uh, quite a few quarters ahead of them uh, with good news on their cloud strategy. Right. They got a lot of upgrades, uh, I think, coming off of their last earnings season. Uh, uh, they did beat yep. when it comes to revenue, obviously something key. Their adjusted EPS also uh, beat. And they're adding, uh, in terms of cloud, they're adding to their European business. So yeah, uh, absolutely. It's, it's growing. And that's uh, something that certainly investors would like to see. And it really, it was a show-me stock for the last couple yeah. of years. So. It, Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, um, energy space, EOG, EOG resources. Uh, yeah. You know, the other names that you just talked about, Novartis and Oracle, both have had some nice runs already uh, this year. EOG resources, not so much. They're down about uh, 8% here. EOG, we think of as being the nicest house on a bad street. That uh, Still you know, a bad energy, street. <laughs> well, the energy sector has been under pressure. And, you know, we, we, we're looking at this saying you don't want to be completely out of energy. We still think that there are great opportunities there. So we want to, we want to own the companies that we've got the highest degree of confidence in. EOG is a great E&P co- company. They've got good real estate, good properties, good finding costs. So, you know, you want some exposure in energy, and this is this is a stock that we think you should own to get that exposure. Not worried about their debt load? It's about a $7 billion. That's manageable? No, actually, we, we see their free cash flow increasing nicely yeah. next year. So, uh, but, but again, it, it is going to move with the price of, uh, price of oil, so you need to keep an eye on that. It, it's really impacted by the big, the macro environment. Yeah, exactly, the energy yep. space. Hey, Absolutely. What, what is it um, that you are looking for in the rest of uh, 2017 here in terms of the environment? Is you know, it more of the same? Is it yeah. something different? You know, the, the one thing that we've, we've got, sort of our, you know, the, what makes us nervous is that at some point investors are going to turn their attention to the midterm elections, which will be 2018. That will normally happen sometime this fall. Mm-hmm. So we think the, the economic numbers will be good. We think the Fed, Janet Yellen, is, is plotting a very good course. But from a psychological standpoint, we think investors at some point will turn to the midterm elections and they'll start to say, gee, what happens if, uh, if the Republicans start to lose some seats? They lose the Senate, and then that whole reflation trade, the potential for reflation trade could be uh, unwound. So the fact that uh, Donald Trump has, has changed his chief of staff, hopefully uh, things calm down in Washington. I think uh, if things we see things calm down, that will be good for investors. So we're keeping we're, we're positive on the economy, but we're keeping an eye on Washington. All right, as we all are, that's for sure. John, thank you. John Trainer, Chief Investment Officer at People's United Wealth Management, $8 billion in assets under management on joining us uh, on the phone in New York. Right now, we've got stocks uh, off their lows. Bit of a mixed market, unchanged on the S&P 500, up 41 points at the Dow Jones Industrial uh, Average, uh, above 22,000. And we've got the NASDAQ a little lower.